That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Is that the full poop? And nothing but the poop. <laughs> the Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 25, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 583 of the Biden-Harris administration, 74 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram at TheBobSeska. Fun, weird videos over there. Fun. Yeah. Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. All right. We are Jody-less today. We'll talk about why in just a second. But first, let's bring him in. It is uh, David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex from uh, the rock group Astral Summer. AstralSummer.net. I feel, I I feel yeah. naked without Jody here. I, really, I know. Me well, too. It, me too. I am naked. But yeah. I mean, besides that. I, yeah. I almost started to introduce Spicy Jody and I was like, wait a second. This isn't the normal music we play. Uh, but this goes way back. God, I love this song. I love this score from Jurassic Park. Just play it. So perfect. I can always feel my my ninja cape like blowing in the wind when that yeah. music plays. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get rid of that music and bring in our designated COVID music because <laughs> Jody Hamilton has COVID. Which Boo. I know. Boo. I, the other Fuck morning, virus. the other morning on the Stephanie Miller show, I said it's kind of like the president being shot or seeing your dad cry. It's not supposed to happen. Jody's not supposed to get COVID. There is no one I know who is more careful about not getting COVID than Jody Hamilton. I mean, two masks, walking outdoors. I, I you know, in fact, yeah. haven't we heard her say that she sometimes wears like three masks on occasion? Yeah, she wears like a gator over the, the N95 and another mask. Oh yeah, right, right. So it's not supposed to happen. Which I mean, is, that would like keep you like in a sandstorm, you'd be fine. So, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. So we're in some tangent on the space-time continuum. This is maybe the tangent that ends up in Biff Tannen having a casino downtown, and he's married to Marty McFly's mom, and all hell breaks loose. That's what Jody <laughs> Hamilton has done. She's drawn us into a tangent on the space-time continuum where Jody Hamilton can get COVID, which makes me think, in my paranoia, that if she can get it, we're all going to get it because I think she's the first member of our immediate troop who's had COVID. Buzz, no COVID. I haven't had COVID. You haven't had COVID, David. Kimberly Johnson, of course, hasn't had COVID because if she had COVID, then I'd have COVID. Or if I had COVID, she would have COVID. So Jody is the first one, and you never would have guessed, would you? That would be Jody. No. Unless she's, 
She's got mild symptoms. She's got kind of a deep voice, like a deep, sultry voice right now. And we uh, should have had her on. Yeah. yeah. But, but she's I also the fatigue. It's just miserable. I was Even just going to say, yeah, feel super bad. You don't feel like doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's right. And in fact, my mom was coming through town. So I had dinner with her uh, yesterday. We, of course, ate outdoors. And I was mentioning Jody and the fatigue. And my mom had Omicron over the winter. And she mm. reports that she's still struggling with this lingering fatigue every day. I said, yeah, that's it. That's the thing. That's what's keeping me from going back to 100% uh, normalcy. I don't want to get that long COVID crap. Or the brain fog. That's what scares yeah. me. Yeah. People talk about, I can't find the right word, which is like my absolute definition of hell. Yeah, yeah. Would be, you know, like, yeah. yeah. so God bless you, Jody. We're praying for you. We miss you. Yes. And anyone else that's, you know, got COVID right now, you know, hang in there, get rest, yeah. drink lots of liquids, You're not alone. Doctor. You're, you're definitely not alone. Yeah. COVID is right now, I think we're all under the weird mass deception that it's going away. Most people are doing home tests. Exactly. Now. That's exactly what I was going to get to. The top edge of the wave this time was cut off because people are taking home tests and then not reporting them. So we don't know half of the positive tests at this point. And so that's kind of deceptive. And I think a lot of people are seeing the lack of a giant spike as being permission. Well, I guess it's over. I guess we're done. I guess we're done with COVID. And we're not. We're absolutely not. Uh, you just, all you got to do is scroll through your Facebook, scroll through your Twitter, scroll through Instagram. You'll be seeing all kinds of people who are still testing positive for COVID. <laughs> But I mean, we. A friend of mine put up his positive test a couple of days ago, and another friend was like, "So you're having a baby?" <laughs> and it, it was a man too, so that was particularly funny. Well, you know, we've had some good news about COVID recently, which uh, we're kind of wrapping our arms and legs around and desperately hoping that this good news comes true. And that is partly the uh, the nasal spray they're developing that might actually block you from getting COVID in the first place. And I imagine what that'll be is. Maybe you're going to a rock concert or something that night, and before you leave the house, you do the nasal spray, and so you'll be protected. It's kind of like a liquid nasal mask is how I kind of imagine it. Hmm. Well, we can't do it ourselves, so we have to rely on the science, and that's been the harsh lesson of the last couple of years, that it's just we're, it's beyond Parton. our capability. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> science and Dolly Parton can pretty much solve anything, I'm pretty sure. Well, we have another COVID thing that we, I want to talk about a little bit later. Ron DeSantis was screaming about Fauci. I'm going to play that clip in a bit here and talk about why the hell it is that they're going <laughs> after Fauci. What is these Fauci. people's problem? What is it? They think know. he's, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I still don't, like, I still, like, I, every now and then I'll just be, like, taking a shower or something, and I'm just, hmm. like, briefly just, like, what is their fucking end game? Yeah. Because, like, he was, at, uh, he lost the popular vote both times. He mm -hmm. never broke 49% approval, ever, yeah. ever, in the whole four years. Yeah. Like, he is a loser, twice impeached, fucking failure. Mm -hmm. And they still are just, like, he's their messiah. <laughs> of all the people in this country. They're fucking... Dumpy ass, yeah, fake tan, <laughs> grafted on yellow hair, like yeah, it's like getting the wrong order at a restaurant and going, well, I guess I'll just have this. <laughs> I this guess is what I really I'll wanted. I'll be excited yeah. about this wrong thing that but I really don't like. 
it's not. It's it's more like you ordered a steak and they brought you a pile of dog shit and then you sat there talking about <laughs> how great the steak is. Perfect. That's, That's exactly Donald it. Trump. And the pile of dog shit has to have a little tiny paper flag stuck in the top of it. That's the exactly. requirement. Yes, because America first. Um, so Joe Biden canceled up to twenty thousand dollars in student debt for Pell Grant recipients, up to ten thousand dollars for individual borrowers to who make under one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars per year. He, I think this has actually erased my student debt. Really? I still had about $12,000. I need to go check on it. Like, I've been ignoring it for a while because I <laughs> just have been too broke to do anything about it. Yeah. So I need to, like, go plug in my info. Out of sight, out of mind. see if I qualify. But this may <laughs> actually just wipe out my student debt. Yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't paying anyway because, I don't know. I just feel like paying those people only encourages them. They keep wanting more. So you just... Yeah. Change your bank account, change your phone number, and be like, la, la, la. <laughs> get, get yourself a P.O. box, <laughs> completely hide out, make, all, make sure all the correspondence goes there. About yeah. uh, 43 million borrowers are going to benefit, and 20 million will have their debt completely canceled. The White House estimates that nearly 90% of relief will go to people earning less than $75,000 per year. Student loan debt in the U.S. totals nearly $1.75 trillion. And one of the biggest Jesus. aspects of this... Uh, decision by the president is that it caps the percentage of your income that you have to pay every month at, I think, 5%, which is a huge bonus in all of this. They can't take that much. You can't eat up your rent with your student Mm -hmm. loans. And that's a beautiful thing. Here's my only problem with this. My only problem with this is if you're on Twitter right now saying not good enough not good enough. And of course, I also well, have an issue with Those people were them. never going to be happy with yeah. anything. What's also entertaining is to see the Republican freak out as a consequence of this. Why should I have to pay for your loans? Pretend it's another tax cut for millionaires that you didn't mm-hmm. complain about. You know? Right. Like, yeah. just... The problem is that it's like, you know, debt forgiveness for poor people, which we can't have in this country. Poor of course people not. must suffer. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never seen people get as like exercised and upset when we reduce the level of suffering from a vulnerable group than the Republicans are just like, you can't do that. Yeah. We have to be able to shit on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, fuck you, people. Fuck you twice. Yeah. Fuck you sideways. Mm-hmm. Fuck you with an entire SWAT team with riot shields. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Speaking of which. <laughs> Margie Threeto's got swatted. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. It happened twice, in fact. Did it? Yeah, it happened twice. I, now, Tuesday night and herself. Wednesday night. Uh, and I, she's I'm, raising money off it. My guess is it's Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Bannon did it in the middle of the night. <laughs> nah, Steve Bannon like calls her and breathes heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, you know what? I want to see you naked. And she's like, Steve, there's caller ID. I know it's you. They're all getting on the Rager House cash grab. That's exactly what it's all about. Well, meantime, the it's House like PPP loans. You yeah. Know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of the PPP loans, the House Judiciary GOP, which is probably Jim Jordan tweeting, said this: "If you take out a loan, you pay it back." Period. They said. Tell that to fucking Deutsche Bank. Yes. Let's talk about that. Jared Kushner had about five million dollars in PPP loans forgiven. Tom Brady about a million dollars in PPP loans forgiven. Khloe Kardashian one point two million dollars in PPP loans forgiven. Louder with Crowder LLC. Stephen Crowder's fucking thing. Seventy-one thousand on this. What's that? Clearly, we're not grifting right. We should have gotten some. You know, yeah, yeah. We actually needed the money. Mm -hmm. Khloe Kardashian does not need the money, but 
That's whatever game. Free cash, free cash giveaway for all these people who are now screaming, you got to pay your loans back. Why should I have to pay your loans? Well, Steven Crowder, $71,000 got forgiven, PPP loans. Trump, Donald Trump himself, had $270 million worth of debt forgiven by lenders that he failed to pay back for a 92-floor skyscraper in Chicago, according to the New York <coughs> Times. Ben Shapiro, $21,000 in PPP loans forgiven. Marjorie Taylor Greene, her Taylor Commercial Inc. had $183,000 in PPP loans forgiven. Yeah. Fuck you! So much money. I mean, just a hundred, I could, with a, what I could do, how long I could live on $183,000. Yeah. I mean, that's like multiple years for me. Well, th- again, they had their loans forgiven, right? And I'm, we're not grifting right, yeah. Bob. We should be in on that. How did we not get our filthy paws into some of that, you know? Well, I think in total dollar value, more PPP loans were forgiven than college student loans. So that gives you an impression of how much money was forgiven, how much money we're paying for other people's loans. And I think there was a lot of legitimate loans given out and maybe in some cases legitimate loans forgiven because of the pandemic, because of the economic yeah, collapse. Yeah, but Marjorie fucking did. Taylor Greene, what, 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 comprom- what, what about the pandemic took away her ability to earn $183,000? I don't know. It was it was her she company. Didn't, she didn't wear masks. Yeah. She didn't ever stop going anywhere. You know, she kept going to CrossFit. Like so, like what's the deal? <laughs> what is Taylor Commercial Inc.? What does that even do? Yeah, here it is on it's LinkedIn. Probably had like real estate grift company or something. I mean, they're like they all got like fucking like Newt Gingrich level grifts going on. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Commercial Inc. is a professional general contractor headquartered in Alpharetta, Georgia which has been serving the multifamily industry since 1969. Our firm partners with owners, developers, and What does that, any of that companies. even mean? I don't know. That was just like a bunch of managerial That could be anything manager. from like stocks and securities <laughs> to like those little, uh, you know, thumb drives that look like hamburgers. Like, I mean. <laughs> right. It's like the fake name for a loan out, like Ice Station Zebra Associates or something like that. (laughs) The Taylor commercial team is committed to building successful long-term business relationships by consistently exceeding expectations, delivering quality work products, and maximizing value for our customers. That is is so fucking vague. That is is nothing. Seriously, it's like cotton candy. It's just like we, you know, strategize and implementize (laughs) your, you know, it's like deliver the best quality grand falloons and and pet (laughs) ostriches. I mean, it's just like, what? I hate this. It's like my least, no, my my very least favorite form of the English language is resume. Yeah. (laughs) Because everything's in the infinitive and it drives me insane. Like, it just, I hate it. It's like all passive speech. I can't fucking stand doing a resume. It makes me want to just like drive my head into a spike or something. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. My second least favorite is business speak. Right. And the, and, and the way that like – and they go through these like phases. They adopt things for – you know, we're going to circle back. Or does that scale? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking at this I need here. more transparency on this. Well, what do you mean? Well, I wish I had the visibility to answer that question. You know, like, it's just you talk in circles, you know. 
but yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what this company does. After reading the entire description on the LinkedIn page, I still have no idea what they do. Sounds like they may just <laughs> they may just be a contractor that deals it's money with laundering. House, it's money laundering. House building. Yeah, yeah. It's like all cash business, right? Goes right in the front door, out the back door. They bust it out. They bust out the joint. But regardless, all these freeloaders, all these Republican freeloaders, these red hat freeloaders are now spending all of their time saying, look over there. Don't look at me. Look at the shiny objects over there. We're giant hypocrites is what we are. And speaking of giant hypocrites, Donald Trump wants his documents back because they're his. You can't have them, you fucking shit. I just, what part of this does he not get? I don't know. That it's not yours. I I go back to that kindergarten teacher who's just like, those things they (laughs) took did not belong to you, friend. That's right. You know, like, are you you calm and and, and say, do you feel safe and ready to listen? Like, yeah, no, it's just. Yeah, well. He really, but I I still think COVID toasted what was left of his brain. Like he wasn't all there to begin with. (laughs) And then like, after COVID, he just has been extra, extra, yeah. uh, like fixated on things and and uh, unable to like grasp what's mm-hmm. happening to him in reality. Yeah, unfortunately, he was powerful enough to you know do some damage and get some people killed. But now he's like trying to. He's like, I love that the judge that they sent their filing to to appoint a special master was like. What exactly are you asking me here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, that was a judge I, who he appointed, by the way. Right? Right. He's he's jurisdiction shopping. Or what do you call it? Venue shopping. Venue shopping. That's exactly oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. The lawsuit document is something everyone needs to read because it is so goddamn hilarious how shoddy yeah, and unprofessional it. it is. Yeah. It's it's really great. The, the first thing out of his mouth in the introduction, and I say his deliberately because this is a document that Donald Trump had it a heavy like hand Trump in. Speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing in the introduction basically says politics should not enter into a matter of uh, legal justice. And then the very next sentence is, Donald Trump (laughs) is the front runner in the 2024 election. That's like the second sentence after saying, you know, we shouldn't regard politics as part of it. And then he goes and makes politics part of it by saying that he's leading the field of candidates for 2024, even though he hasn't run yet. God, he's so screwed. But in the weeks after the FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid, Trump repeatedly made a simple-sounding but extraordinary ask. This is according to Rolling Stone. He wanted his lawyers to get, quote-unquote, my documents back from federal law enforcement. So, it's mine, yeah, yeah. you understand? Mine! All mine! Get back in there! Down, down, down! Go, go, go! And so this is a case where Donald Trump felt as though when he was president that the federal government was his business— and that, therefore, everything in the federal government was was owned by him. It's not even that advanced. He's just like a toddler who thinks that everything he touches belongs to him. <laughs> that is also true, yes. So, like, at the line at the cafeteria when you're in second grade, he goes up and touches everyone's food so he can just have right. it. Yeah. Oh, it's just God. mine now. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He stuck his stubby finger in my cupcake again. All right, have the fucking cupcake. I don't want the goddamn cupcake now. You stuck your disgusting <laughs> finger in it, Trump. <laughs> your tiny, tiny, angry little... <laughs> Little, little, little teeny tiny poke holes in my cupcake, god damn it. 
But Trump wasn't merely referring to the alleged trove of attorney-client material that he insists was scooped up by the feds during the raid. Two people familiar with the matter said uh, to Rolling Stone, the ex-president has been demanding that his team find a way to recover all of the official documents that Trump has long referred to as literally... It's mine, you understand? Mine, 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 mine. Mine is in quotes. You know, I don't understand. I I don't. I mean, I do, but it makes me sick and kind of dark on the inside to think about, like, Mm -hmm. just how badly his brain works. Yeah, very warped. Just what a piggy, bratty, (laughs) nasty little man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's he's the son of a rich guy. I mean, he's spoiled, entitled. He believes whatever, as he said, everything he touches is his. And he believes that everything he does and says is wonderful. It's like this insane, toxic positivity that we've been talking about for years and years and years. But uh, sources close to Trump agree with outside legal experts that such a sweeping legal maneuver would be a long shot at best. Quote, I hate to break it to the former president, but I do not think he is going to get all of the top secret documents back, says one Trump advisor. That ship has probably sailed. Probably. Are you kidding me? What, so- I like that we're hearing that like nobody wants to get the other end of the spear and yank it out of him. Right. Like, all of his like all of his old longtime aides like saw this coming and have like apparently backed away and been like, you know, we're gonna let Christina Bob yeah. take this one. <laughs> and even she is no gem here. I mean, she may have lied to the FBI deliberately or oh, on no, orders. I think from she's Trump. a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. one of those people that just that he's like, you know. I don't know. I guess they're kind of like those cockleburrs that get stuck on your socks when you walk through certain kinds of long grass, you know? Yeah. Like, they're the last people he can still attract who will have anything to do with this. I mean, and they're really, like, just one step away from being, like, Home Shopping Network spokesmodels, you know? I mean, there's just nothing going on upstairs. Well, here's what's going on. I think this is what's going on with this request. I think this is a lot more of the same that we've seen for seven years now, which is Donald Trump trying to slow the process down, trying to obstruct the process as much as he can in order to get to the possibility that Americans will be dumb enough to elect a Republican in 2024 and therefore giving him a pardon. That's what I think his ultimate plan in all of this is to stall the inevitable indictment. And if the indictment comes down to stall the prosecution as much as he can and therefore get to that golden moment in 2025 where Republican president, whoever ends up saying, yeah, you know what, to heal the country, we're going to pardon Donald Trump. Although, you know, it's a big risk because we haven't seen all the details from this investigation and the myriad other No, and I do think it's extremely important that that one ripple that we reported on a couple of weeks ago where his people were actually going to Republicans and being like, shh, d- d- dude, yeah. like making the cutting motion at their throat and being like, <laughs> d- don't go too far with this. You're going to find out more and it's going to be bad. He may be radioactive by 2025, where not even... Oh, I hope he's like literally to... radioactive by 2025. Well, he's already starting... We've shot him into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already starting to go after... Uh, Mitch McConnell, he went after Elaine Chow, who some for some reason he referred to as Coco. I don't know why. Elaine Chow was his transportation secretary for four fucking years, and now she's yeah, his she enemy. Re- she resigned on January 6th. Oh, that's true, which she At should have done she, in the first like, place, yeah. Yeah, she should never have served in such a fucking crooked... But I mean, I mean, they're all... It's Republicans. 
Mm-hmm. It's just naturally, you know, criminality, venality, self-serving, double dealing. That's just how they yeah. work. Well, several longtime Trump advisors say they want absolutely nothing to do with the now infamous boxes of documents, (laughs) fearing that any knowledge of them would invite an unwanted knock at the door from the feds. Quote, who would want any of that back? If it's what they say it is, keep them the hell away, a second advisor said. This is a Trump inner circle person (laughs) saying this. No, 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 no. We don't want any part of any of this because we're not suicidal. But uh, you know, it cracks we, me up though. It's like the, it's, if it's what you say it is, I love it. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, let's uh, do let's do this. Yeah, we played this uh, last Tuesday. Bring it back again here. It's uh, Rocky Mountain Mike. That's right. His name was Donnie. He was an ex-pres <laughs> with yellow freak combed over hair and a tire what a spare. He was deranged, a and cuckoo cocoa. And when he thought he was a star, he got bailed out by Bill Barr. And then the FBI, they came and stayed till five. They were feds and they had a warrant. Who could ask for more? With the dope from Mar-a-Lago. They just flee to Santiago. They busted Big home run from the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Mary in Ann Arbor in As there, always, too. He yeah. always swings for the fences. It's great. We <laughs> yeah. love you, Mike. He did that in the middle of some uh, mountain range along a river with his RV. He's camping, isn't he? Yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. He's out there with his dog watching, you know, old episodes of Better Call Saul and recording... Uh, amazing song parodies, as well as uh, taking incredible photos. So Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. All right. So what, what else? Uh, why are Republicans so obsessed with prosecuting Fauci? Here is uh, Ronda. It's so weird. It what is, do they think? Uh, go ahead. What it's do they think very bizarre. Exactly done wrong. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. He's just in the way. And so, therefore, they just tried to tell them the fucking truth yeah. about this disease when it's early and killing people. And they were just like, no, I want to go outside and have fun. Yeah. You're a Nazi. I hate you. You know, it's just like they're fucking children. He is absolutely Fauci. Poor Dr. Fauci is a scapegoat. He's being targeted. They're going to prosecute him if they get back to uh, some form of control of the federal government, uh, maybe a congressional majority. Of alone, folks, yeah. it's reason enough to go to the polls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I've been comparing it to this. Because if they get control of Congress, it's going to be the fucking Roman circus. You have to you visualize know? it like this. I mentioned this to Cliff Schechter yesterday. Uh, the American people are now all walking on a tightrope. And the tightrope is the Democratic Party. Below is a pit filled with broken glass, crocodiles, and sharks with friggin' laser beams on their head. And one <laughs> false move, and we all go tumbling into that pit. And that is the end of all things here. And we got to avoid it. We desperately have to avoid it. You know what? The Democrats, as I keep saying, Democrats, maybe they don't make your socks go up and down every fucking day. But guess what? The Democrats are the last best political hope 
for preserving democracy. There is no magic pill. There is no magic other party that is going to come along and rescue us. Elections, as I always say, are binary. It's either these guys or it's those guys. You know, the broken glass crocodile like sharks subway with laser in New York. Guys. It doesn't go straight to the door of Bergdorf. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Right. But it'll get you damn close. That's a great it, metaphor. Yeah. It beats walking 25 blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, folks, like it's not you know, yeah, I, I, I don't need to fall in love with a candidate unless they're Sean Patrick Mahoney. Who, um, uh, is that Mahoney or Maloney? Uh, Sean Patrick Maloney, I think it is. Yeah. Maloney, it's yeah. Maloney, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. good yeah. Irish boy. I didn't know he was gay, and he like he's been married to his husband for years and years. Yeah, I had no idea. That's the first I I've ever either. heard of that. But, like, it's, you know, yeah. he is such a fiery, like, in the hearings and shit. Do you remember when he was, like, oh, yeah. taking down that? And, yeah, yeah, awesome. What people do is they look at Chuck Schumer and they say, why aren't the Democrats brawlers? Why don't the Democrats throw some punches here? Well, if you're just looking at Chuck Schumer, this gregarious veteran of the United States Senate, you're probably not going to be satisfied. But there are many Democrats who are, you know, firebrands or they're they're willing to uh, swing for the fences. They're willing to take out Republicans along the way. And that's Sean Patrick Maloney. I'm just many deeply others. proud to be in the only state in the union with two equally fuckable senators. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, policy is important, too. And yet, Senator Mabu and the Reverend Dr., uh, you know, deep voice Mr. Sexy, like, it's just... <laughs> Warnock, yeah. Uh, yeah. All uh, right. It, well, we're going to get back to that. Uh, I've got a DeSantis clip here to play where he's going oh, after you had Fauci. To do this. Yeah, I know. He went after Fauci, but not just in terms of, well, Fauci was wrong. He's now, like, threatening Fauci. I don't know. Fauci's like 108 years old, isn't he? And it's like, like and he just retired. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't fuck with him. He's a New Yorker. Like, I, you know, these guys, <laughs> like, fucking Ron DeSantis. And this is like, this is what I'm talking about the yappy little dog, little dick energy of Ron DeSantis. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that was. It Carrie Lake or one of those fucking crazy, wild eyed women that they've got running for something somewhere out west who was like, you know, <laughs> called, said that Ron DeSantis had big dick energy. And I'm just oh, like, oh, right. Uh, I think it was Carrie Lake. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. He has the absolute antithesis. He has, but like, let's, big head, big head energy that he was barely able to and fit like, into that And, like, my arms won't touch me. He's got the Trump disease now where he's, like, a member of the Trump family. He can't yeah. stand like a human being. That's like right. His arms are, like, at a weird angle now, and it's like, oh, good luck with your new arms, Garner. He's <laughs> clearly your first couple days with them. You'll get used to them. Yeah, it looks like he's, you know, like, looks, looks like he's shoplifting grapefruits in his armpits. That's why that's why he's standing there. George W. Bush used to do that too. I used to say that George W. Bush always looked like he had invisible holsters with invisible like old west six shooters in there. He's ready to draw like a you know high noon. He was going to go out to the OK Corral and have a shootout, and he'd wander around like that. For some reason, Republicans have this weird impediment when it comes to you know standing. See also the entire Trump family has trouble standing. Oh all the males. God. Yeah. They the women do. have been so, like, you know, they oh, were trained like, to forced to walk in circles with books on their right. heads when they were four years yeah, old like, until they're What do they left. call that? Finishing you school know? or something like that yeah. that they end up going to? It's how fucking misogynistic. 
Uh, okay, we're going to get back to uh, more things here in just a second, but here's something that I rarely ever do, and I need to start doing it more often. We still haven't played the DeSantis audio. Oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that in a okay. second. Yeah. Hold, hold your horses. Here we go. These are the latest subscribers to our Patreon page, and I'm doing this as a giant thank you, and I'm sorry I haven't done this more often. I'm going to make a regular yeah. habit of it. This is cool. Yeah. And Cody, Guinevere Timmons, Richard Stewart, Karen Brackett, Pat Ackley, Royce Bell, Dennis Hayes, Erica Gavin, Rebecca Curry, Dorothy Carter, Deborah Cox, Brent Michael Kelly, Lisa Iannucci, uh, Lovecraft Shop. I don't know what that is specifically, but Deborah Coogan or Deborah, uh, Deborah Coggan. That might be the proper pronunciation. Sorry if I botch any names here. Caitlin. He's doing his best, folks. Yes. It's, <laughs> if he concentrates very hard, he can squeeze a ball. I know. I'm like hand. wincing. Every, <laughs> every muscle in my body is like iron right now. Uh, Janet Bowling, Byron Whistle, Wendy, uh, Lynn McCarthy, and Douglas McPeak. Those are the latest uh, subscribers to our Patreon page, and we thank you from the heart of our Seriously, bottoms. I'm hugging you yeah. with my little tiny arms. <laughs> so if you're only listening to this part of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only getting the first hour of the show. All these people know that there's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode, and it's all happening right there on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. It's completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free show, and they're all gonna, only going to cost you yeah, $5 per month. And you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast like all of those people that I just mentioned. Don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska!
Cause I've seen this before Oh yeah Is this Oh there is There's got nice. to be more Oh it's the great Bob Malone Please tell me there's more Yeah Oh I love this song This is a, a song called All There Is from Bob Malone's latest album, Good People, is the name of the album. Holy shit. Yeah. Get this one into your record collection now. Now. You won't regret it. BobMalone.com. That's where you can uh, get all the links to download. BobSeska.com slash music. Thanks for indulging the extra long preview. I wanted to get to the uh, hook of this one. Yeah. So great. Okay. I'm hesitant to fade this out. <laughs> Do you notice I'm just like, like I'm loving this more. one. It's good. It's really good. It really it gets very into much, like it very much evokes that like movie montage feeling for me, and that's why I think yeah. you like it so much. You're like watching in your head somebody get slowly better at something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so great. All right. Well, if you want to listen to the whole damn thing, make sure to go to BobMalone.com. Meantime, BobSuska.com slash music to Smith. Thank you for doing that. All right. So uh, Ron DeSantis was talking to his uh, weirdo supporters in Florida. And here's what he said about uh, Dr. Fauci. Hang on. This is going to be infuriating. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did, and we're uh-huh. going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. No, they and I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Yay, assholes. Yappy little chihuahua. Yeah. Like, but also just like really like... He's trying to pump up the aggro thing. Mm-hmm. Because, and, like, he released that pathetic, like, like Dukakis in the Tank bad yeah. Top Gun ad. If you Did you see that? Oh, of course. Yes. With this little teeny tiny helmet on his giant melon head. Oh, yeah. Jesus. What are they thinking? <laughs> I, you know, like. There's a great. I guess it worked for the people who like that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, Steve Marmel posted a uh, GIF, and it's a relatively famous GIF from Twitter. It's a cat wearing, like, it's a cat. A melon. uh, Yeah, wearing literally, like, a melon skin. Or a lime. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like a lime skin. That's exactly what it is. But, you know, it's just, I mean, and also just his record on COVID in Florida is catastrophic. Right. Heaviest casualties in the country. Yeah. And, you know, and like when we do find Republican voter fraud, it's in Florida and the fucking or we find do find like election fraud. It's Republicans living at the villages in Florida. You know, they mm-hmm. got another one. Yeah. There's a third, you know, and it's just like it's a fucking like cult. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and here's what they're doing. The cult now is circling the wagons around Donald Trump like they always do. The reason for this attack on Dr. Fauci is to scapegoat Fauci so that we're not talking about Donald Trump's deadly incompetence. His inability to stop the pandemic when he had the chance, making sure that there were uh, hundreds of thousands of additional deaths that didn't need to happen because of his singular focus on getting reelected that year. He rolled the dice with hundreds of thousands of American lives. 
by not doing what he needed to do to stop the pandemic and just indulging people saying, you know what? Fuck the protocols. Go out and do whatever the hell you want. Just go and do it. Indulging people, thinking that that was going to somehow uh, endear him to them. And guess he what? He was also terrified that the stock market was well, yeah, do what it did. That was a big you know part of it. I mean? but, but the upshot to all of this is... He didn't win the election anyway, which makes it even more tragic that he made all of those horrible, horrible decisions or lack of decisions with his mind on the election. And then, for God's sake, he didn't even win. He didn't even win. All that sacrifice, he didn't even win. This is about protecting him and his incompetence. So all you got to do, it doesn't take any sort of It's like talking about strapping yourself to an anchor. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. It's like he's, you know, one-termer, twice in P, like he's a total clusterfuck as president. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like that John Solomon guy that published the, the Nara letter. Have we talked, we didn't talk about that yet, did we? No. No. When they were like, and he was somehow like, this shows you that Joe Biden is actively, and it's like, it shows nothing of the kind. But mm-hmm. what it really shows is how fucked up Trump's behavior was and yeah. how desperate the you know the federal government was to claw these documents back because they were an actual immediate threat to mm-hmm. national security. That's but exactly the guys right. just yeah. but they got used to during Trump's time they could just like put stuff like publish shit that didn't make any sense or didn't actually say what they said it said, mm-hmm. but nobody would read it and they would take them at face value like Barr and the Mueller report. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have the numbers, we have the studies. Dr. Burks, who was an advisor to Donald Trump throughout his time as president during COVID. She's already said that 130,000 Americans would be alive today if Trump hadn't been distracted by the goddamn election that he lost anyway. Meantime, there was another study. I think it was a Harvard study. That's a very, that's very charitable of her. Yeah. I think it was many more. Oh, he was distracted by the election. No, he was a fucking catastrophe of a human being who was absolutely incompetent at the job from day one. Yeah. Like, out of the box, he was shitty at it. Right. And this was like, we we were lucky enough that there wasn't a major terror attack on our soil like 9-11. But I honestly, I think that Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or whoever's, you know, around in the Middle East was like, we'll let that guy handle it. He's fucking America up way worse than we could. Mm -hmm, That's right. About 40% of U.S. COVID-19 deaths could have been averted. A new analysis, or this is not a new analysis, this was from... Uh, February of 2021, the report published by the Lancet Commission excoriated Trump's handling of the pandemic and general approach to public health. Quote, he expedited the spread of COVID-19 in the United States, the authors wrote. Many of the cases and deaths were avoidable, they said, adding that instead of galvanizing the U.S. populace to fight the pandemic, President Trump publicly dismissed its threat despite privately acknowledging it, discouraged action as infections spread, and eschewed international national cooperation. The U.S. has recorded about 27 million COVID-19 cases. Oh. Well, now I am getting flooded with all kinds of fucking red hats in my mansions. I, I mean, I'm getting quite an avalanche here, and it started by this guy, Stephen L. Miller, who's from Versus Media Podcast on Patreon. He's okay. a contributing editor to the Spectator and Commentary Archive at NRO, Fox News, New York Post. So, yeah, he's one of those guys. And he quoted, he quote tweeted me in my reaction to this uh, uh, DeSantis clip by saying, more people have died of COVID under Biden. And so then naturally, I had to respond to that with 
you know, facts and a reasonable analysis of what actually happened. It's never going to work, Bob. <laughs> uh, oh, of course not. Of course not. But I'm communicating. You might as well my... just like pee on your own shoes at this point. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm they're not, not listening. I'm certainly not communicating to that guy. Of course, my response to him was, you know, meant for my own people, my own followers. And I said, Biden has been president for longer, right? Donald Trump was president during COVID for nine months, maybe. Joe Biden is president now for more than a year and a half. Trump demanded that we ignore protocols, establishing a trend and more variants as a consequence of that. Trump could have stopped the pandemic yeah. on day one. He refused. And then I said, it's like starting an avalanche, then blaming someone else for not stopping it halfway down the mountain. That's exactly. the difference between Trump. You had your Biden. town in the way. That's your problem. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly fucking right. You're at fault for building a town on a mountain, you know. Yeah, so this is so obvious. This is like, no, no, it's not Donald Trump's fault. It's Fauci's fault. Fauci's why we still have COVID right now. While at the same time, they're denying the threat of COVID. And on top of all the rest of it, my God. All of these people are intentionally not getting vaccinated in order to screw Joe Biden and the Democrats, in order to own the libs. That's one of the reasons why deaths keep rising. That's one of the reasons why we keep getting these variants, because they're not doing the things they should be doing because of Donald Trump, because of their stupid fucking politics. Yeah. So so consequently... If Republicans take back power in D.C. at the federal level, they take back Congress and, and the White House at the same time. No, it's going to be Circus Maximus. Oh, They're yeah. going to basically just be like, you know, it's going to be a disgusting, ridiculous, like a Benghazi hearing every day oh, yeah. for yeah. everyone who hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, That's right. I mean, even if the Republicans just get the House back. Uh, that's going to be investigation after investigation. It's going to be, as Rick Wilson called it, impeachment palooza coming from the House of Representatives, if that happens. And it's going to be entirely about, well, don't look at Donald Trump. Look over here at, <laughs> at Fauci and Hunter Biden and, you know, the same shibboleths that they're constantly screaming about. And it's going to be generally driven by not only obfuscation, but also vengeance. How dare they impeach our guy twice? Well, now we're going to get them. The entire Clinton presidency was payback against Bill Clinton for robbing George H.W. Bush of a second term. Okay. So meantime, Matt Gates, well, there's some good news here. Matt Gates is still in trouble. So don't Great sweat it. They, forehead. Yes. The yeah. Daily Beast reports that eight sources close to the investigation say. That yeah. Just be, and I think, well, go ahead. You tell them. Yeah. Well, the case is still unfolding. These eight sources say they, and they have direct knowledge of the probe. And so it's unfolding at a methodical pace as federal prosecutors work their way across a number of spokes of possible criminality. While each zone has its own sets of witnesses, subjects, and targets, all of it spirals out from one man, a crooked local tax official and Gates's former wingman, of course, we know Joel Greenberg. Uh, Lyle Mazin, a criminal defense attorney who represents a witness in the case, told the Daily Beast that the quiet should not be misconstrued as reluctance on the part of Roger Handberg, a federal prosecutor who led the local team conducting the investigation and now leads the Florida Middle District U.S. Attorney's Office. Quote, he's methodical. He doesn't let anything go, Mazin said. Quote, if you're going to, if you're going after a monster, you have to get it right, especially when you have a bunch of Trump supporters who'll come after you. 
Yeah, and that's what we have to deal with now. You know, weighing, <sighs> yeah, no, that's... weighing the rule of law versus this inchoate band of weirdos and morons. You know, if they scream loud enough, you know what? We may not be able to do, you know, the things that we need to do as far as law enforcement goes. I mean, that's the I'm kind of glad to see that, like, the Justice Department doesn't seem to be giving any, yeah. you know, they're not swallowing that. They've just been no. doing what they no. do quietly, mm-hmm. which is, the one, you know, the Mar-a-Lago raid should show you that just because you don't see press conferences every day about the Matt Gates investigation does not mean it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think just so many of us mistake Twitter for life mm-hmm. and, like, the DC narrative for what's actually happening. You should read that Daily Beast article all the way because it talks about just, like, the layers and layers of corruption that, you know, they're finding in Tallahassee and the Florida state government, which is all, you know, redounds to Ron DeSantis, but they fucking love the guy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, 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 but, again, it's the same set of blinders. That they have for Trump, where the guy's like not a Christian, not since you know he's a total scam artist and snake oil salesman, and all they see is Jesus, and it's like, God damn, this fucking twisted, twisted group so of people. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. Um, but meanwhile, you know, there was also like huge gifts from the like marijuana lobby, and like people are giving Matt Gates free weed and trips to the Bahamas, and I'm like, you're a Republican. Like, somebody needs to give me free weed and trips to the Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I actually need it. I don't have the money. Like, Matt Gaines has got wads of 50s falling out his asshole because of his rich dad. Yeah. Why does he get free weed and we don't? That's, <laughs> I'm telling you, the PPP loans, that we're, we're, we're grifting wrong, dude. That's exactly we really right. like, Yeah, why didn't I do that? I have my own business. I could do that. <laughs> we should be like sending out fundraising emails like every fucking like six times a day. I know, like I know. only you can save the Bob Seska show. The thing is, we have integrity, David. That's the difference. <laughs> we have, you know, you know values. integrity is not paying my rent. It's not. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's that. Well, see, that's the <laughs> danger of integrity is sometimes it's difficult to do things. What you need to do is cast aside, you know, honesty, integrity, lawfulness. <laughs> You know, a mind to the rule of law, character, things like that. If we could just abandon that shit. You know, it's like Stephanie Miller and I always say, you know, if we just abandon our values, we could make a fortune being conservative talk show hosts. Absolutely. You don't know. I could make a mint. Yeah. Like just talking about how like uh, liberals and progressives are the real anti-LGBT people and mm-hmm. like and being anti-trans. And I mean, they, they you know, that's just like catnip yeah. to people in like D.C. and New York that just make all the big decisions for media. Like, oh, yeah. And that's yeah. Andrew Sullivan's been his entire shtick for however many thousands of years. He's been out there writing his fucking contrarian garbage. <laughs> that, like, Right. I, and so many misogynist, people- conservative, gay, white man. And they fuck. Fucking love him. I get the sense well, he's though, reasonable th- that as toxic as Andrew Sullivan uh, can sometimes be, Andrew Sullivan I think is at least earnest with his points of view. But there are so many people in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex who have mm. no grasp whatsoever in terms of honesty or integrity or truthfulness. They're doing this for the fucking paycheck. I mean. The entire, like, Daily Wire universe of podcasters, uh, Jack Posobiec, mm. all these guys are just climbing aboard because it's, it's a business decision for them. This is, oh, look at all the money flowing into the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Let's get on that gravy train. 
Oh, you mean all I got to do is start spewing this bullshit on a podcast and on Twitter or on Troth Central? That's all I got to do and all this money's going to start rolling in? I can just like shit out a book while I'm sitting on the crapper one morning and then, oh, you mean to tell me Sheldon Adelson and all these far-right financiers are going to just bulk buy the book and put me on the New York Times bestseller list? Are you kidding me? Of course, sign me up. Sign me the fuck up. And that is not happening on the left. It does not happen. The myth of the Soros check is yeah. <laughs> as old. That's as, that's been going on as long as we've been blogging. Since David. the 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember the. Yeah. And, but I remember like early on, there were all these accusations from the right wing guys about us. And like, you know, I remember I wrote an article when the iPhone was get iPhone one. <laughs> yeah came out and I was just like, what is this curious thing? How will it change our, you know, you know, I was just, and like, what was the guy's name? I've already forgotten his name. He was one of the troll blogs, just like, just went completely. Jim Hoft, Gateway Pundit. No, uh, no, it was someone way trashier than that. And I, uh, like, I, I, I've really blocked him now. Okay. Like, I, but like, he just went completely like, you know, David Ferguson's getting an iPhone. Oh, <laughs> like, would, you, would was, they accuse you of getting an Obama phone? Is that it? Or no? They were just, they were like, you know, clearly this is paid product placement by Apple, you know, and. <laughs> Shit. You know that, like, you know, Ferguson T Rex is getting, you know, an iPhone and money for Apple, and I was just like, guys, no. It's also. I just really was like, what is this new thing? I'm curious about it because it made they're, they're saying it's going to change everything, and guess what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was well, just a current events thing, and I, I, you know, but I didn't have an iPhone. That was okay. So I probably wrote that in 2006, <laughs> and I don't think I actually had an iPhone until like 2014. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw just recently that John Fugelsang was accused of getting Soros checks. <laughs> I can honestly say I have never received a check from George Soros. I've been blogging since 2004. I, so I've been relatively active. I started the Huffington Post in 2005. It's, just, it's, it's, the, it's that whole protocol of the elders of Zion thing all over again. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. he's a rich Jewish person, so he must be in, have tentacles everywhere. Yeah, That's right. like their racist thing about Jews, mm -hmm. you know, that they have like tentacles and all the, and they're controlling everything <laughs> like puppet Christ. masters yeah. from behind the scenes and that we're all, you know. <laughs> but also it's projection because they are all on the take. They're yeah. on the grift. Of course. Like, and they're like, well, obviously, and they always like point at us and scream about the things they're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's so. where it comes from. That's the emergence of the George Soros check myth is that they're all getting, you know, their bulks, their books bulk purchased, right? They're all getting money for their ridiculous podcast networks. You know what? You know where a lot of their money's going? There are a lot of their money is going to places like Facebook where they pay for reach for their bullshit. That's where a lot of it goes. And they're getting that from wealthy financiers who are actively pumping money into far-right super PACs and far-right media organizations. And so the, what they do is they say, well, just and like, their mailing list too, because yeah. they know that their audience are suckers who just are, you know, there's a sucker born every minute, <laughs> and just they send out an email about how the liberals are being mean to them, yep. and in come the checks. Yeah, it would be so easy to make that decision, and you know, again, I think it's a hallmark. My mother to, would come back from the grave and murder me. I think, <laughs> I like, think so. Just, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 she the would come back and murder me. Firebrand that raised yeah. me would kill us both. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. Well, one of the myths. Like a cross between Quentin Tarantino and Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of the lines of bullshit that they've been playing with over the past uh, couple of weeks has been that the IRS is now going to come to your house and shoot you in the face if you don't pay enough in taxes. That's almost exactly what Brian Kilmeade said on Fox News the other night or a couple of weeks ago. And we learned today that. It's totally made up. Yeah, of course it's made up. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal today that said the IRS is going to start spending its $80 billion. Uh, that it's receiving in its budget by hiring more people to answer the phone. Which anyone who's ever tried to call the IRS to settle some sort of thing or to just get information about something regarding your taxes or a notice that you got in the mail, you know that if you're on hold for three hours, that's like the bare minimum. That's a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, oh my God, only three hours. That's, uh, I was on hold all goddamn day for the, waiting for the IRS to answer the phone. And it's not, necessarily the fault of the IRS. They're completely understaffed. And so as part of this influx of money from the Inflation Reduction Act, they're able to hire some more people to answer the phone. And that's got to be applauded as just an obvious good thing. They're not going to be shooting anyone. They're not going to go to Brian Kilmeade's house to you know, shoot him just, in the face. It's another excuse for them to just ramp up the fear and rage. And yeah. it just... God, I'm so tired. I mean, I, I was telling you before the show, I had the shittiest night of sleep ever last night. So my tolerance today is just like, I'm just tired of them. I'm so tired. Yeah. It's like like I'm tired of summer right now. I'm fucking sick of mosquitoes. Yeah. I'm so well, tired of mosquitoes and shorts. Well, like, mosquitoes are an awful lot like red hats. I mean, they're the same kind of thing. They just really so don't serve much of a purpose. And at the same time, they're annoying and... And potentially deadly. When potentially deadly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, you know, let's take one last break and uh, come back and talk about, uh, oh, my God, Republicans bringing back child abuse in schools. We got to get to that. <laughs> Speaking of fucking stupid policies, let's get into that here right after these words. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Bob Seska plays more music. I see you and me 
Bob on surfboards right now in one of those backdrops, you know, like the old surf movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a rear screen projection. Yeah. Exactly. And then someone throws a little water up, you know. Yeah. I've got the Batman swim trunks. <laughs> You're really hanging 10 today, Bob. Surfboard. Looking groovy. My, yeah, I've got my <laughs> bat shark repellent just in case. Yeah. Yeah, this is Jim and the Sea Dragons, a song called Galaxy. It's the French spelling of galaxy with an I-E at the end. Nice. This is uh, from Jim and the Sea Dragons' new album. The album is called uh, les Pave La Plage. les Pave La Plage. Are they from France? Uh, no, this is a tribute to France. This oh, is okay. that translated that is under the paving stones, comma, the beach. Yeah. And this was like a uh, protest slogan in France in uh, 1968 or so. It's like nice. the yeah, the year of protests around the world and so on and that was one of the rallying cries among uh, I say, activists. I love that lead guitar. Yeah. And that right. in that song the, the sound of it is so like almost like spaghetti western like surfing. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean the first thing totally I reminds I went me to... of the 67 Mustang that I had. It was my second <laughs> car. I missed that car. Yeah. Oh, it flew. That's so funny because the first thing I went to when I heard this song was uh like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> like Pulp yeah. Fiction. Suddenly we're in Pulp Fiction. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Jimandthesedragons.bandcamp.com. Just board Jim and the Sea Dragons. And to pick up this album, if you're into the surf music, excellent. All right, bobseska.com slash music to submit. Can I tell you something very quickly and cool about my town? Okay. John Hinckley was going to come play here on one of our biggest, like, festival weekends. There's a thing we do every year for Halloween called the Wild Rumpus. Yeah. And, um... Goddamn. A club announced that Hinckley was going to come play, and people were just like, uh-uh, no. This guy was a fucking stalker. He murdered, you know, Jim Brady. Jim Brady suffered all his, the rest of his life from his injuries before until he died. And, yeah. you know, 31 years. And, like, they canceled the show. He's not coming. That's fucking great. Because somebody, why, I, I saw some people who were like, you know, we should allow him to reintegrate into society. He's served this. I'm like, fine. He can drive a fucking Uber. Okay. Yeah. Like the guy was a fucking stalker. Yep. And he like, uh, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. No, why, like, why pay money to go see John Hinckley? Yes. There's also a lot of people out there with actual talents and actual songs to sing that have not killed anyone or like been freaky predatory stalkers who've been working for years to get you to come to their shows and clubs and you want to go fucking see John Hinckley because it's a freak show. No, fuck that. There was a moment <laughs> when Reagan was assassinated. There was a moment in that coverage. Well, now he was shot. Well, yeah, he was, it was an assassination <laughs> attempt. He was, he was shot and he survived, of course. But there was a moment during that coverage where they declared Jim Brady to, to have died. I mean, they thought yeah. he was dead. I remember all the networks breaking in and, and saying, oh, yeah, I think Jim Brady, the press secretary for President Reagan, is dead from a head wound uh, caused by John Hinckley Jr. And so he was obviously didn't die, but he was disabled for the rest of his life and went on to do significant work in anti-gun activism. And mm -hmm. was able to uh, help get the uh, assault weapons ban passed. In fact, I think it wasn't it the the James Brady assault weapons ban. Wasn't that yeah, what the bill was. was called? Yeah, it was absolutely. So fuck John Hinckley Jr. Don't come to my town. We do not want you here. Yeah, we are a progressive music scene. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Uh, fuck them. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so Go take your freak show somewhere else, buddy. Republicans, meantime, are bringing back child abuse in schools. This comes to us from a Missouri school district that is reviving uh, paddling. They're going to take a wooden board and beat your kids over the ass with it. A school district in southwest Missouri. And there Missouri. is abundant scientific evidence that this is doesn't work, no. has never worked, nope. doesn't, you know, it's... Uh, yep. It makes me so angry. Yeah, it says here, classes started Monday, according to the Washington Post, for the 1,900 students in the Cassville R4 school district, about an hour west of Branson, and some 15 miles from the Arkansas border. During open house, families were notified that the school board had adopted a policy in June allowing, quote, use of physical force as a method of correcting student behavior. Parents were handed forms to specify whether they authorized the school to use a paddle on their child, according to the Springfield News leader. Uh, formerly known as corporal punishment, the disciplinary measure usually involves striking students on the buttocks with a wooden paddle. In Cassville, staff members will employ, quote, reasonable physical force without a, quote, chance of bodily injury or harm. Oh, yes, the best laid plans of mice and men. That always works out. What could possibly God, go wrong? so fucking stupid. Yep. And it's so like, I mean, this is like a fucking playground for predators and sadists. Yep. You know, um, like. <sighs> well, the uh, superintendent, Merlin Johnson, refused to define for the Washington Post what it means reasonable physical force. Uh, at this time, they said, uh, we will focus on educating our students. However, this person told the news leader that younger students could receive one or two paddle swings, while older students could get up to three. Parents, Johnson said, had thanked the district for approving the practice that has mostly been in decline across the country, yet for good fucking reason. So what we're going to do here is we're going to so combine... we're going to let people hit our children on their fucking, like, sex organs, you know, on their ass. Yeah. Uh, it just, and there's, I mean, there is study after study after study that this is like yelling at your dog for barking, which the dog interprets as a game. So they bark more and you yell more. And then it becomes this, like, it's like violence makes more violence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you know, the, the, the kid you paddle is going to go beat up as a weaker kid Mm -hmm. or, and and is not going to act out any less because the things that are making them act out are not things that they necessarily can control at that age. They're children. Well, part of the madness here is we're going to start paddling kids in schools. And at the same time, we're going to store AR 15s in a cabinet in a locked cabinet (laughs) in the same school. God damn it. You know, it's a, it's a convergence of horrible things that are going to amount to death and destruction and violence. By the way, who do you think is going to get whipped most in school? The black students, of course. Always. Yes. That's what's going to happen here. This is not, I mean, I can imagine that there will be quite a few asshole, like rich white kids who will not get beaten. It because just to me, it's almost like a bunch of people are on the Titanic and one faction's like, I know what we can do. Let's take a bunch of jackhammers to the inside of the hull. <laughs> So, you know, that's right. Yeah. Jesus. That'll help. Mm-hmm. It won't make us sink any faster. Certainly. Like it's just, it's, it's they, they get everything wrong. Yeah. Everything 180 degrees wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, here's some good news to wrap up the show with. Uh, another success story for the Joseph R. Biden administration. 
DACA is now going to become a federal regulation, freeing it from judicial review. The Biden administration on Wednesday finalized a rule to transform the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, immigration policy for more than 600,000 so-called DREAMers into a federal regulation, a move aimed at protecting the program from legal challenges that imperil its existence. The 453-page rule by the Department of Homeland Security is set to take effect on October 31 and will codify the Obama-era program, which has been governed by a 2012 memo for a decade, into the federal government's code of regulations. Thank fucking God. Brilliant. There you go. Yeah. Another one. Anyone hey, still I'll just going? shout out to the midterms. Like last Tuesday's elections, uh, a lot of great people won. I mean, some crazy Trump people won too, but like, it's things are looking ro- not rosier, yeah. but less dire heading mm-hmm. into the fall. But that doesn't mean get happy and don't vote. Yeah. It just means like Democrats are mobilized. People are coming out to vote. It's important. It's serious. People get it. Yeah. Well, that big special election up in New York, uh, New York 19th, Antonio Delgado's old district, uh, Pat Ryan was supposed to lose by five or eight points. He ended up winning by two. So that's the made choice. Mm hmm. This one of the centerpieces of his campaign. Exactly right. Plus, this is turning out to be a bellwether for, as you were saying, Dave, at the midterms, because uh, we're now starting to see all of the forecasters, Cook Political Report, Nate Silver, yada, yada, yada. They're all now significantly revising their forecasts, whereas I think in the House, Republicans were set to gain, I think, 35 seats on the House side. Now that that number's down to 10, according to the Cook Political Report, somewhere in that range. So it's declining yeah, significantly. Like I said, they're hugging the anchor. Yeah, of course they're like, they are. Let's all go down with the big, deeply flawed motherfucker that That's completely right. fucks shit up. And mm-hmm. it, okay, gang, hope that works out for you. But right. we'll be voting. Yeah. By the way, uh, new morning consult poll: generic congressional ballot. Dems now have a five-point advantage over Republicans. Don't get happy. Forty-seven, forty-two. That's huge. Last week, it There's was... There's going to be bullshit with our state legislators in Georgia. Even if Stacey Abrams wins by a landslide, we're still going to have to go to court. I know we are. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh. Well, if Laura Loomer is any indication as to how the Republicans oh are going to behave when they listen. screaming twat. Yeah, remember, um. remember the days, David, when uh, people frowned upon being a sore loser? I wish we would go back to that, where we just had nothing but contempt for sore losers. Now it's a cherished value that if you're a Republican and a sore loser, you are elevated to leadership status. Let's fucking stop doing that. Thank you. Yeah, but she fucking lost her election, so fuck you, Laura Luber. Your life is ruined. We all know how ruined your life is. All right, (sighs) Shadow Docket coming up next on Patreon. Don't even need any cream and sugar in that one. Just... (laughs) Yeah, Bob Seska, Bob Seska Show.com. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Do not get happy.